Almost Daily Discourse with your perfectly adequate hosts, Mike, Phil, Tony P. And here with today's topic is Charles. Hey, Almost Daily Discourse, it is Charles here opening opening us up. Tonight we've got Phil Sir Bottom Hat Keating. It's a power bottom hat. Yeah, Uh, We got Mike, whitest man in America, Allison. And, as you Thank said, you. White drink. and Tony P. Henderson, who I can't mess with his name, but I can tell you he is disproving the myth right now. It is easy being green because, arr, you know. Arr, arr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your green screen's killing I'm not me, a man. nice person. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Now, I, before we get to my topic, I want to read an email from last week. Artemis Star hit us up about their favorite favorite gaming memory. My favorite memory from gaming is being 10 years old in 1993 and beating the Flyers for the first time on my Sega Genesis as the Penguins, since this was just a year after the Penguins won the Cup for the second time. Artemis. P.S. Go Pens. Love you, Phil. So there's the, the, the email there. Um, and that's going to ruin emails for the rest of the year. So you know. And then we never did it again. Yeah. Uh, no, this topic tonight is not mine. It is a borrowed topic from WF, the WF professor uh, who hit us up on Twitter a while back. And that is the idea of what makes you happy and sad at the same time. And the premise was they had gone and binged, listened to every episode of ADD and had caught up. And this, I'll be honest with you, to my knowledge, this is the first podcast that I've been on that somebody said, hey, we've binged every episode from, from one and got caught up. So that was a nice little checkbox off of the, uh, the uh, oh. bucket list there. And, and they said it makes me happy and sad at the same time. Happy because there's a lot of great content. Sad because I have nothing else to listen to. And I thought that would make a great topic. So that is the premise. What is something that is happy and sad for you all at once? Don't just fight each go? other over I, I, I've got I've got a bunch. Do it. Do something. Uh, Jim Henson. Jim Henson yeah. makes me happy and sad at the same time. Um because he died from an illness that he could have been cured from if he would have just stopped working for a second and went to the doctor. Yeah. Um, it's oh, not damn, that, that shit, you, that cuts deep, don't it? But, but, but it's not that, like, the, the rumor or the myth is like, oh, well, he didn't go because of his religion. No, he just kept going to work and didn't care about his cough, right? So we lost him because he was too busy creating things for us to consume that was so beautiful. What did he um, die of, pneumonia? Uh, shit, I should know I'll this because I did, I did a podcast about it. Um, but it, it fucking it destroys me because, like, he died be- before the labyrinth ever got popular, right? And that was the thing that he was very depressed about because it just never clicked with people until after you know 20 years after it was out but there's so much joy and happiness that him and his team and his products have produced in my entire life which i now you know uh, fucking obsess over you know i'm not saying everything that the man ever created was great but there's those happy little memories of you know seeing kermit run onto sesame street every so often or the muppet christmas specials were it has Sesame Street and and Fraggle Rock in it, right? Uh, th- those wonderful moments. But also, you know, 
uh, it, it just it could have been fixed. And he yeah. just he loved doing what he did so much that it risked his health, and we lost him for it. And so, like a like a psychopath, um, if I'm really deep into my feelings, I'll put his funeral on and watch it because wow. it's on YouTube. And everybody's there with their puppets. Uh, it's 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 heavy, and uh, that's one thing. That makes me happy and sad. Dude, that's kind of like um, uh, I, we talked about X Japan in the last segment when their guitarist died. Hide, like the band got back together and were singing the songs at the funeral. It's it's horrible. Like it's I I watched it once because I wanted to see it and and then that was it. Like never again. So I don't know. You're a weirdo, man. That's what I'm getting at. That's long and short. Sometimes things don't hurt me enough, so I have to dig deeper <laughs> until they hurt me. But I will say, I just found out recently, a couple weeks ago, Charles finally went to the uh, the the Ooh. Center for Puppetry Arts. Yeah, man. So amazing. now it's just now Super it's just dope. you, Phil. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. I I thought Hopefully. about putting that uh, Cookie Monster right there in the background on loan to the museum, but I don't know, man. That's that's my prized possession right there. Um. But, you know, I'm torn between loving that I have this thing that nobody else has and the idea that at the the Henson side of the Museum of Puppetry Arts that I might have a plaque with my name on it saying, on loan from Charles McFall. And that makes me happy, too. So I don't know. Not that they want it, but, I mean, they don't have a cookie monster like that in their, their museum. I can tell you that. Is that why they call you the rock god? <laughs> I hate you so much, Tony. Yeah, so for uh, me, I only put... The god of podcasting? <laughs> I only put two things on the list. I'm sure I'll think of more. Uh, but one of them, I just wrote down the word puppies. Like, I, I'm happy at puppies, but then you see them and you're just like... You, like you tear up with this weird puppy sadness. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm letting something out tonight. But you ever just see it like when they're like extra fat and wrinkly puppies? And it's just like, I don't know. I think I get sad because I'm like, man, they're not going to be puppies forever. This is a temporary thing for now. Um, but oh, damn it. Temporary. I love them so much. Isn't Look at the been? puppies. Mike, that you like temporary puppies? Uh, don't they play out of Nashville? Uh, so Phil, you're thinking about skinny puppy, and yes. Oh, right. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Tony, did puppies. you really just bring the ephemeral nature of life as your happy and sad? Uh, 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 can I screen share dick. with? How do I, how do I follow up? Like, <laughs> like. Hold on, uh, I'm gonna let me see if I can do this. So I have, you know, I have notes because some of us. Some of us prepare uh, despite people not doing what I asked them. And that's not, and that's why you're not the rock out of anything because I don't have to prepare. I can come blow this shit out in my sleep. Uh, you Imagine think so? How listenable it would be if you prepared. <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've worked with Philip. I have prepared for two drunks game. It did not change anything. When you just practice all week drinking and gaming, it does not make the show better. I disagree. <laughs> so let's see here. Chrome has lost permission. Oh my God. Apparently I can't screen share because I had all these computer issues, but I'll just tell you my list. There's only two things on my list. One of them was puppies. 
What wow. about you, Mike? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for me lately, things that make me happy and sad at the same time, uh, all of my Facebook memories uh, showing things like live music. Uh, remember, remember being in crowds of people and having fun. Um, that one, that one hits me real bad. Uh, this week right now is South by Southwest or it should be South by Southwest, which in Austin is seven full days of free concerts all day, every day from like 10 a.m. until 3 a.m. And then you wake up the next day and do it again. And it's free food and it's free drinks and everything. It's fucking litty as shit. Why is everything free? I I never knew that. Corporate sponsorships. Everything's like, come to the Samsung house and eat your free Doritos. Listen to a band. Like it's it's so it's so stupid and gross and amazing. And so like, I should be eating free Samsung Doritos and watching a (laughs) band I don't care about right now. And instead. I'm on with y'all. Like that to me is like a happy and sad thing. Right. Cause like these memories of shows that like I saw uh, a band from South Korea play and they covered one of my favorite songs of all time. And it was just like, it was so fucking fun. Like the entire crowd was going nuts and everybody was like climbing over each other to sing along. The lead singer's face was like, he, he couldn't handle how like hype he was about us being hype. Like the whole thing was just so fucking fun. Uh, and like, those memories are so amazing and like get me so excited. And then like not being able to have that right now makes me sad. I, um, I just like to think it's really not the music. You just really like corn chips, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yo, free. Yeah, it, wait, these are, re- these are free. Like, yeah, you free know, they're though? usually only like a dollar, but they're free. <laughs> Dude, I have so many drawstring bags from different companies that I have no idea what they do, uh, filled with stickers from said companies. Yeah. And they're free. free <laughs> and they're piled up in your closet somewhere. <laughs> collecting dust and taking up space. Uh, Just like all the other bags. You, yeah. Mine is kind of along the lines of the Jim Henson thing uh, with Phil. A little, Don't steal it. Don't no, just no. steal mine. Uh, it's It's... Grew up with Saturday Night Live, right? And my dad's era was the original era, Chevy Chase and, and the and Belushi and all them. And I, so I got to watch a little of that, and I got to cut my teeth on that. 80s, I don't remember much about it. If something popped up, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw some of that. 90s was my jam, right? You're talking about Adam Sandler and and Tommy Boy's own Chris Farley, man. And Chris, he, just, he just, big guy, didn't care. You know, loved him to death because I could relate to him. Oh, well, I, did, I cared. I felt shitty about myself, but he didn't care. Like, oh, man, one day maybe I could be like him where he didn't care. And, and just loved him to death. And by all accounts. It's the Coke, by the way, yeah. that helps you not care. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, by all accounts, he just would not stop partying. And and you know, that's led to his death. It's one of the few slurry deaths that, that wrecked me for a minute. That's not the happy and, and sad part, right? I was a huge fan, watched all his movies. You know, Black Sheep, watched that, went around yelling, kill Whitey, you know, for, for years after that. Uh, oh, you got to watch it, Tony. It's, it's, I mean. I still do that. Yeah, right? <laughs> you still, yeah, kill Whitey. Uh, me, me too. Um, 
different. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I, I don't think I've ever seen Black Sheep, yeah. but um, it's kind. But of I listen a, to Black Sheep. It's, it's like a <laughs> similar vein of of Tommy Boy. Uh, your fat guy, little coat, do that all the time. Um, I, uh, American Ninja, watch the shit out of that. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Beverly, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, uh, you know, huge. Watch everything he did. They, they essentially <laughs> uh, uh, himself. American about. Ninja was Lorenzo Lamas. Renegade. But so what? what really got me the worst moment of my I'm life and best real. moment of happiness and sadness <laughs> is when I was working in EMS, and I don't remember who did it, but they came out with these DVD series that you could get the best of. Chevy Chase from Saturday Live, the best of this one. And so I had ordered the best of Chris Farley. And I remember sitting at the station at like 2 in the morning when I should have been sleeping, watching this thing, and I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. I'm filled with joy. And the credits roll, and it says, in memory. And I just start bawling like a baby because you realize yet again you're filled with all this joy and you're happy, and then you realize he's gone, and you're never going to happen again, you know? Those those DVDs were fucking wonderful, um, and I had a lot of them. But um, just to talk about your Farley experience real quick, um, that song that Adam Sandler wrote recently for Farley yeah. that he performs live and can't really hold it together, man, that destroys me. That fucking destroys me. Um, I'll I'll do you one better uh, uh, because you know I got to one up your destruction. Uh, <laughs> Sandler Sandler had a new comedy special come out on like Netflix. This is months and months ago now. Comedy special? Yeah, I'll put it on Friday night. That's what I'm doing. Friday night is when I usually decompress, watch stand up, watch documentaries, whatever. It was an okay special. I enjoyed it. And then he was like, "All right, I got one more thing. Yeah, just." Yeah. Like I, I was sitting here by myself. I mean, there's some bullshit. You can't sneak that in there. Yeah, and stop. yeah, I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't I keep it together. Lie. They had videos. It, yeah, it was literally, oh. it's literally just what I was talking about, but you just put yourself into the story, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. He said um, he was going to do you one better, and that yeah. one was him, not you. Oops, for, uh, for, okay. Um, <laughs> for SNL though, uh, the one that hurts me the most that makes me, so happy is Phil Hartman. Oh yeah. Hartman oh. was the heart and soul of that fucking that that troop, right? He was the heart and soul of a lot of the 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 uh, Matt Groening animations. Yeah. And just to be literally taken out of nowhere uh from the world was was punishing. Yeah. And a lot of the people during the cast during us now when this all went down, man, they still can't talk about it because he was the big brother and, and the guiding voice who always said yes to any kind of bit. And then he was just, wasn't there one night, you know, um, he was supposed to play Zap Brannigan on Futurama, which would have been perfect for his voice and his comedy. So they changed the, uh, the name of the lead character to Philip J. Fry because of Phil Hartman. So like nice. God, Hartman, Hartman is so great. Um, but for me, the the other one that I have written down is Robin Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Still can't do it. It's it's been I think almost five years now. Still can't talk about it. Still can't watch or listen to his specials or his stand up. Uh, I've slowly have been trying to watch some of his more obscure films, and I just I can't do it anymore. Uh, so much joy that man brought me and. 
I'm still fucking devastated by him taking his own life because he fought his ass off against his addictions and his depression and all this. And at the end of the day, it just was too much for him. And he left us the way that he did. And it just, it's painful. Um, it's literally one of the only books over here that I have that I've purchased in the last two year and, and have finished because that's how much that dude means to me, not only on uh, a comedy influence, but just as a workaholic, like I am, and just constantly trying to fill your schedule in so that you can't have time to think about the world around you. Um, it sucks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. You're like, like, yo, man, I, you know, like. Remember when I had this fucking moment and yeah. you again took it from me? Tony's a taker tonight, man. No, 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 no. I'm not he, taking he this one. No. He didn't get a nap. You know, what, what it do was, you expect yeah. when he don't It was Tigress. Tigress cracked me up. It's the only book you finished because all the other ones are picture books. Or is the only one you've read? Because all the other ones are picture books. I get, I got, I got that bad joke. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, it's it's just fun. I love the dichotomy of like, yo, man, this dude's getting deep and like open it up, and then now's my chance. Oh, you're open a little bit. Bow right in the I teeth. That was a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a nice person. What um, you really want? <laughs> uh, similar vein to me, um, Mitch Hedberg. So as as much as TikTok gets on my nerves, Zoe, thanks Charles. Um, he say he sends me the talks constantly. Uh, although I have yet to see Kesha on TikTok, ironically, uh, a lot of people have been dropping just like sixty second old stand up bits, and it's not even the person who did the comedy. I'm like, what is this bullshit? But I'm gonna watch it. And so you know, Mitch Hedberg's been kind of coming back on TikTok and. And every time, that's another one, like, you can, you laugh again, like, you laugh with them, but this time, like, I see so much more, like, oh, there's, I can tell, like, he's just, you know, probably not in a good place. The worst yeah. part about Mitch Hedberg is that he would fucking destroy on TikTok. He would be incredible. Like, his style, like, oh, oh, can you, like... I'm yeah. having a hard time because I'm thinking about the like potential of him on TikTok is just hundred percent. I, y'all, I uh, I eat a lot of donuts, um, you know, because they're delicious. And I swear to God, this isn't a bullshit. This isn't bullshit. New every single time. I buy a donut. I think to myself, I don't need the receipt. Why do we have to get pen and paper in this situation? I'm going to file it under D for donut. Every <laughs> single time. Uh, runner up, let somebody hand me a fly Dragon Con, somebody hands me a flyer. Every single time, I have to bite my tongue so I don't say, here, you throw this away. Every single time. <laughs> I get you, Doug Fred. Yes, Professor. <laughs> uh, uh, except Tony oh, won't go to Subway for any reason. No. Um, fuck Subway. Uh, no. No, I'll I starve before I do that. I didn't take this topic in the uh, dead comedians kind of way. Uh, but now that we're on this train, uh, I got to talk about my boy, George Carlin. Oh, like Carlin. he just, he was the fucking best. He was my favorite comedian of all time uh, because 
he was so good at keeping the curtain just peaked enough so that you knew that everything he was saying was bullshit. You knew every single time, right? When he talks about, I don't vote, fuck voting, voting stupid. Like there's just enough of the curtain to say, no, you dumb fucks vote. Like there's just enough of it. And and the people that miss it, you know, eventually one day they're going to come around and be like, oh, that's not what it was at all. He was saying the opposite. He said he wanted those people to die on the football field. But what he really meant is that football is not good right now. And you need to be better and care about people more. I get it now. Or they won't. Like, and fuck them. But, like, that was the thing about Carlin, right? Is like, he wasn't going to give it to you. You were going to earn it. And, oh, God, he was yeah. fucking funny either way. They did the best they could with Bill and Ted. It just wasn't the same. It was that was the one gap in the new Bill and Ted movie. It just doesn't. It didn't feel right. I, I liked what they did. They had his daughter. She was awesome. Not his real daughter. His daughter in the movie. Um, but yeah, just yeah. There was a there was a missing piece there. Yeah, and I mean they did. I thought they handled it well. You know, you can't really try to fake it in there. It wouldn't work for all the fans and this and the other. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with a dark one. Because it's one of those deals where I really loved his acting. If he was in a film, I would watch it. And then you find out what a true monster he was is uh, um, Kevin Spacey. Man, it, it's, I, I loved all his films. And what's sad to me is, again, ha- this is more happy and angry and sad, <laughs> is I still watch like, Baby Driver right after all of that came out. Right, and he says the monster is like, all right, you know, people are like, I can't ever watch this stuff again. It's like, well, I was interested in the movie for everything else, including him, but now let me watch the movie and see. It's so great, I'm watching him. He's a master. He is a master at acting, and he's such a fucking monster. And it's like, why, why do I have to now go? God, I love the product, but you fucking piece of shit. You know, and then why does someone like that get talent? Yes. You know? Yeah. Meanwhile, Tony over here trying the best he can with what little he's got. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Tony. It didn't feel right to burn you. I should have directed that at Charles. It it's, was a good. Oh, come burn. on, it's fine. It was yeah. just the wrong person. No, it felt bad. It felt bad. What? But I'm trying to be more equal with my burn. Don't let it happen again. Don't <laughs> let it happen again. Thomas, the the. Generation hate X over here, curb stopping people. You're not going to burn him. You know, you're going to burn me. <laughs> Come on. But uh, so the only so I had two things on my list. I had puppies and literally the only other thing I wrote down was life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I And every time I cry, just uh, <laughs> I know it's not good for me. I just. Tears. All ice cream is soft serve if you cry into it. Just, just <laughs> tears and liquid milk just, just pooling up. Uh, no, just so much to keep those tears flowing. Just life, man. Life in general. If we want to get deep, like you know, it's it's literally the greatest and the worstest all it's in actually one. Actually, the bit from the beginning of the show that I made. I was, dude, I swear to you, I was going to screenshot my note and be like, look at this note. It literally, so here it's, it says happy slash sad, life, 
puppies. Done. That's the whole list. <laughs> uh, I thought, Mike, you sh- I surely thought you'd put concerts. Not 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 the memories, but like you've said before, you go to a concert, you're all thrilled, and then you're like, oh, it's over. And you're so depressed. And Yeah. <sighs> I'm I'm trying to turn a corner. Phil made fun of me a lot that episode. And I don't, I, I don't like it. music because concerts been, are great, but then they're over, and I don't even enjoy them. I give them my money. I show up, but I don't enjoy it because I know it's going to end at some point. That's like so ice cream. <laughs> I've been talking to your wife about it a lot, like, you know, after, and, it, it like, it just, she's get, she's helping me get through some stuff is all I'm trying to say, Charles. So thank you. Okay. Artemis and sure. Artemis in chat says, uh, almost daily discourse. This show makes her happy and sad <laughs> at the same time. I could see that every now and then every once in a blue moon, there's a funny zinger makes you laugh a little bit, but then you think about the people on the show and, and like they think that they're doing a good job and they're excited to be here. And it's kind of sad. Like it's, it's a little depressing. Like, Oh, oh man, <laughs> you know, Guys, this uh, is our last have, week. Spoilers. They don't have anything yeah. they could be doing and nothing else. Like, no? Okay. Uh, I, yeah. You know, con, I know a lot of people say the cons are that way. You know, Dragon Con, the build up to it, you know, the excitement and the, the post con depression, which I personally don't experience because I'm so exhausted. Yeah. I had the post con week long sleep. Relief. Then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I do get it. I mean, because I'm literally exhausted to the point that I was like, just. Fuck the world. I don't want to talk to anybody. And it takes me about a month to get my equilibrium back to where I can be around people again. But I totally get it because it's, it's a whole different thing. You know? What, Mike? It's like you're holding your heart. L. Hanley in chat, like, with the sweetest, like, most pure, like, having crushes, happy and sad hearts. Like, just so fucking pure. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know what else to say about it. Like, yo, see, Artemis Tigers feels me though. She gets post-con depressions during the cons. It's like me feeling sad during the show, mostly because no, I'm, that's there's something no. wrong. That you're a psychopath. No, you're a psycho, <laughs> Mike. And, and for me, oh, there's no such thing as post-con depression. You always have depression. Yeah. You're just distracted <laughs> by the con that's going yeah. on around you. Oh, that's, uh, oh, my seasonal depression's acted up. No, I just have seasons. My depression is always here. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you get five five days of a reprieve. And what helps me with going back to Dragon Con is, A, obviously the socializing. But also, I'm walking around a ton. I'm getting exercise. I'm getting sunlight. I'm like, yo, this is pretty good. And then, um, yeah, and then it ends. I go back in my hole. Yeah, I, I think part of it is is that it's kind of like that vacation mentality, right? That build up to the vacation is great. Uh, I mean, even my buddy Jamie, who listens to the show, I think he just went and visited friends. He didn't like do anything major for his vacation, but he took a week off. And I mean, two weeks before he was going to be off at work, he starts texting me, two weeks ago, man. And he's, he's counting down the days and you see the memes of vacation memes start popping up on his feed. And, and he takes the week off and you knew he did because the memes went away. He stops, you know, because he's doing stuff. He's out there. And then he's like, 
He te- it, I could just read it. It's such a depressed feeling. He he texted me. He's like, Sunday night after vacation. He's like, I gotta go back to the real world tomorrow. <laughs> like I I know, I know, man. I know. I'm sorry, buddy. And that, so you know, I, I kind of get that. I remember the first time I went to a podcast conference after I've been doing podcasting for a while and and built a reputation. And you get in there, and then you get to be this thing that we pretend to be on the show, right? It's anybody who started a podcast and try to tell anybody around them, Oh, I'm doing this thing. Most people just stare at you blankly and do not give you the time of day, right? They don't care. They don't understand what it is. Um, and, and so you're used to that in your world. And you go to this con where everybody does a show. And if you've been doing it for a little while, or you know, somebody that they respect, you know, like a, a Brian Ibbett or a Dave, uh, jackson or something like that there's like oh my god you know and so you're in this different world and it's like i feel great man i feel like i'm a great content creator this and the other and then if you've ever watched the series finale of the shield the last five minutes where vic Mackey sitting at this desk and you hear the for us it's just you know and it's so depressing I went back from this con, and I go back to my cubicle, which is the worst invention by man ever. And I look at my wall where I have my, my show poster. I had a poster made from one of my first shows, and I had it hanging in my cubicle. I'm looking at it going, this sucks. I hate the real world. <laughs> and, you know, so, yeah, it made, made me. And, yes, yeah, Swan, Mongo a, hates cubicles because Jesus I used to have a, a sign in my desk or, or the whiteboard or whatever said, you know, gone to Dragon Con or at Dragon Con. And, like, I would hang it up like, yeah, bitches. But then eventually you got to come back and take it down. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. they um, they win in the end. They always win in the end. But uh, <laughs> for the love, right? For I don't see the comment right now, but for my love on the show. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure the comments. Okay, I gotta go look at the comment. The comment <laughs> says right, Mongo dude. hates BMW cup holders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, everybody, everybody likes to joke like Mongo was a dumb one. Go watch that movie again. Mongo was right about everything, and he was a stand-up dude. I'm telling you, he did the right thing all the way through the movie. Own mind, yes. <laughs> But uh, I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts, and not that this dude needs any love from me. He's he's good to go. But Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, he really opened my eyes in the early days of, of starting all that I do with Crush It. And I've been listening to his podcast, and he does a lot. I mean, sometimes it's audio from different appearances on topics. Sometimes it's actual straight podcasts. But he said something the other day that really rang true again with me because you got to get used to two things in this world. You got If you want to be a creator, you want to be happy, you got to get used to and fall in love with two things. What you're going to say to the world, right? That's not just creators. It's like your life, your mission, your business, whatever. And you got to fall in love with no. Because the people who tell you no don't fucking get it, and they're not going to help you be happy, and you got to find the people that are, you know, you got to be happy. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. I hate, you know, there's definitely things I don't deal with because I know somebody's going to tell me no. I don't like rejection. Like most human beings. Gary Vaynerchuk, I I want to be him. He just, his whole thing is I want to be happy. I want to love what I do. I want to be happy. And God damn, he makes that work. And he believes in people so much. And he pumps people up so much. And, and you know, yeah. If you ever need a lift in your day, 
Go listen. Find him on TikTok. I mean, a lot of stuff is like trading and this, that, and the other, or, or entrepreneurship or social media stuff that he's built his business on because he fully understood it. But the reason he understood it is because he went to where he was happy and only deals with people who make him happy. If somebody tries to take him down, he didn't even argue with him. He's like, all right, bye. And he goes, I was like, Jesus, man. I could learn so much from that. So Gary Vee was uh, my love. Yes, Mike. I just don't think Gary Vee wants you to be him. I think he wants he was, you to be the best version yes. of Charles McFall. God damn it. <laughs> CharlesMcFall.com is where you can check out all my stuff. Uh, rock out of podcasting is out there. Uh, check out the new random podcast that's coming from me and Mike called Choose Your Hypocrisy, where we just needle each other for three hours while I'm editing audio randomly on a Saturday. It was so much fun. <laughs> and he fro- actually, shit, all of you froze. Oh, there you are. I think my, my uh, head. I thought Mike shit on stream. Yeah. So, uh, almost daily pod. Uh, yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. Oh, no, that was just Bobby Blackwolf. Got it. Yeah, find us on the DragonCon digital media Twitch stream whenever Charles feels like going up there. Yeah. Uh, I was I was like, I'm just going to add some audio and put some video on the, the DragonCon stream. And then Mike jumps in, and it was interesting. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I ended up ordering Taco Bell because of him. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, Almost Daily Pod everywhere. Check out In Addition here live on twitch.tv slash Pod on every first and third Monday. And in your podcatcher out there, they are phenomenal. Uh, and, of course, we love – every time I'm not on the show, this is the show I talk about. I love doing Almost Daily Discourse. It's so much fun. Um, the the, the it, it, You guys punch me in the mouth every damn time, and at least you hit less than Mike Tyson does. So uh, we're good. Uh, tune in next for Taiki. Taiki is going to do it. They're both pointing to each other. So somebody's going to be here. Tune in Monday for the podcast. Tune in Wednesday nights for the live stream. Come on out. Hang out with us. We'd love to have you.